Hello, welcome to Cups with Dots, the podcast to talk about all things entertainment, ranging from films to video games. Today I'm going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. This maybe has a lot of controversy around it. Uh, it it's really put the community in a bit of a 50-50 state. Because on one hand, there's people who like it, and then there's the who like it because it's such an amazing ending. Much like much like myself, I enjoy it. I love the film. And there's the other part where, or the other part of the community that didn't really care for it because it wasn't how they wanted the series to end. Um, it's a very, it, it, it's a very interesting topic to, to think about, really, because you, you have to realize you have to be in Disney's place at the time, though, is that you know you have to realize that, you know, they had this one last chance to really please the fans with one last hurrah basically to end the series that has been 40 years in the making and make it to where everyone enjoys it and where they can make a lot of money off it because all in all at, at the end of the day it's all about making money for Disney so uh yeah so today I'm going to be talking about the movie and but I'm going to be going through major spoilers and if you haven't watched the film yeah, I highly recommend you pause right now and go check out because it's definitely worth checking out. So, the first thing I noticed of the film was the opening crawl. And the first line in the entire crawl was, The dead speak. And it says, Emperor Palpatine has survived. You know, that that's, it's it's very weird because even that, like, I think it was the second trailer that first came out, you know, at, at the end, you know, Emperor Palpatine chuckles and we all go like, okay... He's alive, or he's came back to life somehow. But you know, as the story goes through, we find out that you know he's been alive this whole time. He's been everything that has happened from episode one to episode nine. It has all been him. Everything he has been pulling the strings this entire time. And so, after the credits, um, it opens up in a very darker tone than the rest of the films. Um, it shows Kylo Ren just. Just attacking these people, um, and I'm not really sure what they were called. I we may eventually get a name later, but I'm just gonna call them Guardians for now. And after he kills them all, he finds this box that has a what they call a Sith Wayfinder, and it's basically a compass that leads to the planet where Palpatine is at and where his hidden fort, to where his hidden flea is. So he goes there, and he goes inside this little. I don't know what you want to call it, this little building, this massive building, basically. And uh, he goes inside, and Palpatine starts speaking to him, and he says, uh, every, voice, every voice you've heard in your head has been me. And it, it's really cool, because it does a... They got James Earl Jones to return as Darth Vader for like one line, and they got Andy Serkis to reprise the role as Snoke also. And as he's walking through, he, he walks past this little test tube, and it has these Snokes. And Palpatine says to uh, Kylo Ren, uh, you know, Snoke has been a puppet this entire time. And, you know, Kylo reaches Palpatine. And at the time, we can't really see him. And then uh, lightning flashes. And, you know, we see his face. And, you know, we see his fingers. And, you know, half his fingers are gone. You know, he looks like he has been through it. Like, he looks like he is pretty much dead. Like, he is on life support. He's connected to this giant machine. And, you know... Kylo's about to kill him, but Palpatine says, wait, I have a plan. I have this massive fleet that is 
equipped with planet-destroying weapons. And he says, like, if you help me, you can rule with me. And Kylo says, like, well, what, what do you want me to do? Why, why don't I just kill you right now? And he says, like, because... Uh, and Palpatine says uh, a line that was from episode 3 that he was talking about uh, to Anakin about uh, Darth Plagueis. And he says that the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. And which is very cool. I very much like that. And uh, you know, he's talking about that. And he says like, "I need the girl." And you know, obviously he's talking about Ray. And at that point, I guess Kylo Ren just kind of like agrees. He's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it." And it ends. And we get to we go to uh, Poe, Finn, and Chewie in the uh, Millennium Falcon. They're playing the little chess game. And they're on their way to retrieve information from a. Uh, I guess it was a. I guess it was like a resistance uh, soldier or something. And we get to this ice planet, and we get this information from this alien. And as they get, as they uh, receive and send the data off art on R2, uh, they try to thank the alien. They say like, uh, "What can we do to repay you?" And the alien says, "Win the war." And that line stuck out to me for some reason. I don't know why though, but it made me think of, you know, it made me realize that like, if he's saying that, and you know, you look at uh, later on in episode nine, you know, the first order, they're much different than the uh, uh, Galactic Empire. You know, because with the Galactic Empire, you know, they had, you know, they did martial law, you know, they, they took over the planets, but they didn't really like take it over to where like, Everyone was in like like everyone was limited. Like people, I mean, people were free, of course, but they were definitely you know like more laws to apply to. Whereas the first order is they kidnap uh, kids and they indoctrinate them into their army, and they they just kill people and they just they they destroy planets just because they can. And uh, you know they get into a little you know Poe and all of them you know they get into a little chasing with Tie Fighters. And they do this move called space jump, which is they jump into hyperspace real quickly and then they exit out of it. And that's how they get rid. That's how they uh, lose the tie fighters. It's really cool because I really did enjoy that scene right there because you know it reminded me very much of a scene from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And uh, I thought that was kind of a neat little thing. I know a lot of people didn't really care for that scene, but I thought that was an interesting thing. So after that, we uh, fast forward to uh, Ray on this. Force planet, and she's training with to train the force, and it's a little homage to uh, Luke training with the uh, training droid, and uh, you know we we get we get the little scene, you know nothing nothing really big happens, that's really impactful, and uh, you know the Millennium Falcon lands and we see Carrie Fisher, you know, and you know a lot of people were very worried about how, how they're going to deal with her uh, since she passed away about two years ago. And I was really blown away. I was really happy to see that they dealt with this fantastically, honestly. Um, they they didn't have any film, they didn't have any footage for, for this film, so they literally had to do like deleted scenes and take parts from seven and eight and use it for that. And how they did that though was just fantastic. It it didn't look like it was CG, it didn't look like it was, you know, in a completely different area. It looked like she was actually there. It was fantastic, though. So they sent the uh, 
they showed the resistance to the information, and the information says that, you know, Palpatine is alive, or the Emperor is alive, and he has this massive army. And everyone's like, oh, how he survived. And, you know, you know, as it's going on, Poe says Palpatine's been pulling the strings all along. And I, I, I really did like that. I really did like that line because it, it's interesting, though, because, you know, uh, even far back as episode one, the title of it was called The Phantom Menace. And, you know, whenever The Phantom Menace came out, though, a lot of people suspected it was Darth Maul. You know, he was The Phantom Menace. But uh, I, along with many others, uh, believe that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it was confirmed that The Phantom Menace was really Palpatine. You know, he was pulling the strings the entire time throughout the prequels, the original, and even the sequel series. Uh, you know, he was ruling the Republic, and he was ruling the separatist at the same time you know he was he was making it work to however he wanted to that was really cool to end up so you know they're like well we gotta well you know we gotta find him you know we gotta stop him so uh they go to this desert planet it's called basana or whatever it was some something like that and uh you know as they get there uh this festival is happening and this festival only happens every 42 years and it was that 42 years is actually a homage to uh you know, the first Star Wars coming out in 1977. And I find that kind of cool, though. And, you know, as they're going through this little festival, they're mean people, um, Kylo Ren is rebuilding his original helmet that was destroyed in Episode Eight for, I don't know why, for some reason. That was so dumb. Uh, and, you know, he gets rebuilt, and, uh, you know, his helmet has little red uh, scars on it now. And it's glowing, you know, it's, it's, it looks like the red is bleeding through and it, it really has symbolism of, you know, there's still good in him somewhere and it's trying to break out, but the darkness is covering it. And I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing though. So, you know, as, and as we're going to the festival, uh, Ray gets like a, uh, I would call it forced FaceTime because <laughs> it, it really felt, it, it, that's really the best way I can really describe it though is, you know. You know, they, they see each other and their bond with the Force gets stronger to where, like, they're able to interact with each other as it was shown in Episode 8, though. But this time, it's way more stronger. You know, Ray gets this little necklace from one of the uh, natives. And uh, I can't really remember how what happened, though, but Kylo takes the necklace and Ray's just saying, they're like, this isn't good. I need to leave. And, you know, she's saying, like, hey, I need to get out of here. Uh, we need to get back to Falcon. And uh, sure enough, s somehow two First Order Stormtroopers are there for some reason. And they get killed. And uh, I, I think it was two. And, uh, you know, as they're like, okay, we need to get back. Stormtroopers stop them. And they get they get killed. And by this mysterious guy with, like, a crossbow or something. And he's just like, come here. Come here with me. And they get, like, in this little, um, this little vehicle and uh it the mysterious figure turns out to be land lando calrissian and which is a little which is which is a little nice thing um you know chewie has a little moment with him and uh you know he says like you, you know you know i'm here for the resistance too and he said we're trying to find a ship or we're trying to find this guy and uh he's like oh you know his ship's in the uh outer parts of this plant you'll have to find it but and sure enough to find you see, uh, the first order arriving because Kylo Ren 
took the necklace and not even like for like two minutes he's he gives it to like one of his officers and they're like oh yeah this is from this planet let's go there and uh they go there and uh yeah sure enough, they're getting intercepted by tie fighters and uh stuff like that and uh what was one i'm not sure if it was really supposed to be a joke or not but when they're in this little uh vehicle uh lando knocks on this little door and it slides out He's like, hey, take us this, and his little puppy goes, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but I just found it so funny on how the uh, little alien said that. And it was just like, okay, that was, I'm not sure if I was supposed to be a joke or not, but I found it funny, though. So, they leave, and, you know, race. I, I can't remember who said to Lando, he said, like, you know, you should come with us. You know, you know, the Resistance needs a uh, pilot. He says, uh, Lando says, you know, my, my piloting years are gone now, you know, I, I'm longer needed and you're like okay well we can always use someone like you he's like okay so they get into this little chase scene where they're flying through these little caverns of a desert planet and uh there was really one scene i was just kind of like okay that was kind of weird um it's a scene where these stormtroopers have like this little speeders or i guess you can call them spears they had like uh and they launch these little jet troopers off the back and uh, Finn and Poe are like, oh, they fly now. And, you know, that, that was in the, uh, I think it was like a little scene that got released a couple months back. And, uh, you know, they're kind of like, oh, they fly now. That's new. I'm like, jetpacks have been in the Star Wars universe for over thousands of years now. And it's not really a big deal that they fly now. I'm just like, okay, that's okay. But yeah, uh, they get to the chase scene and, you know, they they crash their speeders somehow. I can't remember how to do it, though. And they, you know, they kill off the rest of First Orders that were uh, chasing them. We had to get stuck, we had to get stuck in this little quicksand. And they're, they're kind of like, oh, we're going to die now. And uh, it turns out the quicksand turns out to be this, end up in this little uh, cavern. Little cavern tunnels. And uh, the finding, though, I, I actually found, found really funny, though. And this little homage to all of us never we little though is that uh you know you know they're in this little cavern it's completely dark and you know ray takes her lights here you know activates it for like for like a flashlight and pin and like uh poe uh takes like his flashlight and just he tries tries to hold as his lights and he just looks at you like oh, it's not worth it <laughs> and uh you know they're going through this little cavern and they find this like this snake-like creature that's massive and, you know, they're about to kill it and all, but Ray, Ray stops and he's like, wait, let me, let me take care of it. And she goes up to it and she finds this little, like, it, it got hurt somehow. And, uh, you know, she, she finds it and, uh, she heals it, which is, which is cool though, because not even like a week late, week before this release of the film, you know, we got an episode of the, uh, Mandalorian where baby Yoda force heals, uh, I call Carl Waters' character, which if you haven't seen now, spoilers. Uh, but yeah, uh, I found that really cool. I'm like, okay, so we see in our version of Force Healing, which is cool. And, you know, we get this little dagger of a... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of surprised for this because um, the dagger that a lot of people were expecting the dagger to be, though, was... a. Uh, the dagger from uh, the Clone Wars, and it was in the uh, Mortis uh, series or the 
uh, Moore's arc. Now, we, we really think that somehow that was going to be in there, though, but it wasn't, which we're, it's fine. Of course, I, I think kind of feel like this dagger was a little bit more cooler. And, uh, yeah, they get out of this little cavern, they get to the ship. You know, they're trying to start up, and Ray, Ray stops, and she's... I guess maybe she heard the tight sound, tight dagger, or whatever it's called. And uh, she's kind of like, stop. She's kind of like, I'll deal with this. You guys get to ship Ray. And all of them are like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. And as they're getting to ship Ray, you know, Poe's like, what is she doing? We know we she needs to be back on the ship. And Poe sends Chewie out to go here. And, you know, he runs out. And as soon as he did that, as soon as we got like a, a scene of him running out there, it just felt like something bad was going to happen. It just didn't seem right. And sure enough, you know, as he's running out, he runs behind a little rock. A little, uh, yeah, a little rock, I guess. And uh, behind it is a Knight of Ren. You know, and Ray is standing in the middle of a desert, basically. And, you know, this, you know, Kylo Ren's TIE fire starts heading towards a real slow, you know, we, we all know the scene. We all know the scene from uh, the trailer. I think it was the first trailer, if I'm correct. I think so. And, uh, yeah, she jumps up right above and, you know, she cuts the, uh, the, uh, wing to where, like, it stumbles and then crashes into it, which I was completely surprised about. I was absolutely like, oh, yeah, that's, he's not gonna walk away from that. And sure, you know, he, he walks away from it, like, as if nothing happened. And I was like, that, okay. He, like, he walks away as if, like, nothing happened. Like, he's like, totally fine. Totally did not just, you know, running that and uh you know as he's running towards her you know as he's walking towards her uh they see Chewie get you know boarded into a dropship and we see a dropship start flying off and she grabs it you know she tries to like pull it down and try to land it but then Kylo grabs a hold of it and he's trying to pull it I guess he's trying to like maybe like allow it to be let go so it could fly off you know they're playing tug of war with the ship and the ship's kind of like going off and it's not sure what's going to happen and ray absolutely like she 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 gets anger for like a for like a couple for like a couple seconds and she releases a uh, uh lightning out of her hands and it blows up the ship it blows up the drop ship and it falls down and she screams out for chewy and nothing and she runs back to the ship and uh you know they they leave thinking that, you know, Chewie has just been killed, which that scene was the most, I think that scene was very impactful for the entire audience because we all thought that he died also. So that was, so that was really rough for uh, for him, especially. Um, so, yeah, it was really tough. And then, uh, you know, it's in the ship now and, you know, she's talking about, like, it was my fault. You know, she was saying, like, oh, you know, it is my fault. And, you know, Finn's trying to say, no, no, it's not. She was kind of, yes, it is. I tapped into that, and I know I shouldn't have. And she basically says, like, um, you know, like, you know, like, it's, you know, I can't let this happen again. And she said, like, we can't let Chewie's death be in vain. We can't let it go to waste. And, you know, we find out that on the dagger has Sif uh, writing but uh, 3PO can translate, but he legally can't because there was a law passed. I guess it was while 
supreme chant, I guess it was whenever Emperor was the, uh, I guess Palpatine was the Emperor, that said, like, uh, Sif cannot, Joyce cannot be allowed to uh, translate Sif. So I didn't need a person to, uh, uh, trans, or to, uh, find a way to, uh, I guess, get into C-3PO's mind and, uh, translate it. So you go to this planet called Catch Me, I think that was, I think that was what it's called. And it, it was interesting, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting planet, you know, we got to see, uh, John Williams' cameo, that was actually pretty funny. I recognized the meme, like, oh, that, that, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and we meet this character that is related to, that knows Poe, called Zemo. I think that's the name of it. And, uh, you know, she says, like, you know, I weren't expecting, I thought I should kill you right now, and it gets a little tumble, and, you know, Ray says, like, you know, we could really use you. She's like, okay, that's fine. And, uh, you know, she tells Poe and Finn that, you know, I mean, she tells Ray and Poe, Ray and Finn, sorry, uh, that, uh, you know, Poe was originally a, a spice, spice spice smuggler, which is a drug dealer in the Star Wars universe. And, uh, you know, they get into a little damn about that. And they get to the uh, droid mechanic. I, I, you know, ever since, like, I think it was the second trailer, they said, like, you know, like, C-3PO is probably going to die, which I'm, I was kind of like, okay. I I don't really care about C-3PO all that much, about, about his memory getting wiped, because I don't know... It, it just didn't come off like that big of a deal because in episode 3 he got his memory wiped and it wasn't that big of a deal because R2-D2 has never had his memory wiped his memory has been the, has never been wiped and he still has every he knows everything see Drapio I don't know he can always get a backup of, of the last memory so it wasn't that big of a deal I just didn't find that simple that scene really impactful you know Although, like, the scene where he really did say, like, taking one last look, sir, at my friends. That was really, I'm like, okay, that, that, that's really tugging on the, uh, feelings, but. And, uh, yeah, it, it was really interesting, you know, Detroit Mechanics working on him. And, and in the background, you know, there's definitely a lot of prequel era Easter eggs all over the plant. I mean, all over the movie. And one of them, we get to see, uh, two B1 battle droids in the background. I found that absolutely awesome. I'm like, hey, that's B1 Battle Joy. I'm surprised they're not like absolutely just destroyed or they like they were in good shape. I'm like, well, it's good to know they're still taking care of like those droids nowadays. That's over been like, I say probably over 60 years since the Clone Wars. So it's been a long time since since Clone Wars happened. So anyway, you know, we go over with that and uh, we find out that you know Chewie's still alive. He he was born on our trans uh, another transport ship. And he's on this Star Destroyer that's hovering over uh, the planet right now. And uh, somehow Finn and Rey notice it. They're like, wait, he's still alive. And we're like, we have to go up and rescue him. So they take the planet. I mean, they take the uh, ship and they get onto the uh, Star Destroyer using a uh, uh, landing landing code that uh, Zemo gave Poe. And, you know, they get into the ship and while... Finn and Poe are looking for Chewie. Ray walks off and uh, looks for uh, oh, looks for something. She had like a little disturbance in the force, I think. And she's going there, and uh, you know, Kylo's on the planet while Ray is still on his ship, and they get in their force FaceTime, and you know, they start dueling, but he doesn't realize she's on the ship yet. She doesn't realize. 
He doesn't realize she's on the ship. And uh, they duel, and while they're dueling, she's in this. I guess he's. I guess she's like in his quarters. I guess. I guess you want to call it. And uh, you know, he has his little Darth Vader shrine up, like on up seeing uh, uh, Stan. And as they're dueling, they destroy it, and he sees it. Like he he sees it in like the force. You know, he sees a. He sees the helmet on the ground. He's like, I know where you are now. I'm coming to get you. And, uh, you know, she's trying to run back and they get caught by the, by the, uh, first order. I mean, uh, Poe and, po and Finn get captured by, by the first order and they're about to be, they're about to be executed by, uh, Hux and like two other guys. And, uh, you know, we show, I mean, we see, Pin, I mean, we see Finn and Poe and, you know, Chewie, but we don't see the Stormtroopers, and all of a sudden we hear two blaster shots. And it turns out that Hux was the mole in the First Order. That was giving away the information. And, you know, we ask, you know, and they ask him, like, why are you, you know, why are you helping us? And he says, like, I don't want to see, like, he says, like, I don't care about the Empire. I just want to see uh, Kylo Ren fail. He was like, okay. And, you know, you know, he gets shot to make it look like that he got attacked and everything. You know, the game the Millennium Falcon. That got captured by the First Order. Oh yeah, they got from this point. And, uh... You know, as they're trying to escape, Ray gets into this hangar, and Kylo Ren stops her. And, you know, he reveals to her that, like, you know, you know more of your past. You just don't want to accept it. And she was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And he reveals to Ray her parents and her past. And he reveals to her that he is that she is a Palpatine. She is a Palpatine, which I was sorry, no, that was that was an interesting thing. That was really interesting to hear, cause like it wasn't shocking to me. Cause I knew something like that was gonna happen. If it wasn't Palpatine, it was gonna be someone, or it was gonna be it turned out to be maybe she was like a Skywalker somehow. Yeah, it was a uh, that that seems very impactful, and it was very like, oh, okay. But it was like I knew something like that was gonna happen. And you know, she gets picked up by the Millennium Falcon. They blast off, and uh, you know, she's there just questioning like, like what, like what's going on. And you know, the crew travels to a uh, one of the moons of Endor. It's not now. It's not the Force move Endor that we saw in episode 6 it's another one and this one has the ruins of the second Death Star of it and the second Death you know to see the second Death Star was is really crazy though because I remember in episode 6 you know you know, we saw it blow up we saw it you know, absolutely just get destroyed so to see like remains of it is, is weird because you're like okay so was just the scene in episode 6 just kind of misinterpreted or was it just not really the right one uh, we don't know. That, that was really interesting, though. But yeah, see, Death Star again was it's it, it it it's a nice homage to it, and I thought it was really cool. So uh, yeah. So you know, as he gets the uh, Death Star or second Death Star, um. You know, they come across these characters. I, I really don't even remember her name. She was someone. And 
you know, comes to find out that, you know, they were actually first were, uh, whatever they're called, uh, people who betrayed the first were, and, uh, you know, it turns out there's more people than just Finn that did that, though, and, uh, you know, they say, like, you know, you know, the waves are too, you know, the water's too wavy or too harsh, you know, they can't really do it, we'll have to wait till tomorrow, and Ray's like, no, I had to get there right now, and the girl's like, no, no, no you can't, you have to wait, and while they're not paying attention, Ray steals one of their, uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like a little boat or something. And she takes it and she gets to see Death's ruins of Death Star too. And, you know, she starts going through there. She starts going to the remains of the Death Star. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to see that to happen because, you know, we start slowly here, uh, you know, bits and pieces of, uh, uh, the original trilogy's um, uh, soundtrack, and as we get to uh, the throne room, we get to see the throne room. You, you know, we get to see. What was really cool, leading up to the throne room scene was, you know, she goes to this hallway, and we see uh, we see uh, stormtrooper helmets. You know, we see stormtrooper armor also that is just absolutely just destroyed or just left there to rot. And, you know, we're not sure on if, like, you know, you know, did the Stormtroopers die there? Or did they, like, just leave it for there? Did they die on impact? We don't know. You know, she gets to the dorm room, and we hear uh, music from it, from episode 6. And that was a really cool homage, because I'm like, oh. They're, they're really trying to hit on the nostalgia feel for people to enjoy this film. You know, she goes to the dorm room, and the secret room opens up. It's, it was interesting. I had to go back and watch episode six again and see where I could probably find that uh, door because I really don't remember there really being like a uh, a place where a door could really be at unless it was. I I really don't know. It was it was weird. So she goes to the secret room and it's kind of like a force uh, vision in a way. It was kind of like how it was in episode eight with the uh, or episode five with uh, Luke's cave. She goes in there and she sees an, a, a Sith version of herself with this really weird and unique uh, lightsaber that can bend and, you know, can swing around. It's really cool. And she sees herself and she duels it and we get like a little, uh, you know, we get like a little jump scare, a little, a little Sith jump scare with the uh, shark teeth. And, you know, that scares her to where she jumped, you know, to where she runs out of there with the uh, Sith uh, Wayfinder. And what we see outside, as soon as she gets back into the throw room, uh, Kylo Ren. He somehow got there without us knowing, which is, okay, weird. And somehow she knew exactly where he was going, or where she was going. So, you know, she jumps out of the throw room, and he follows her. And they go into this little ledge that's outside where the waves are just bashing on it, though. And they start dueling. And I'm not going to lie, I really did enjoy this duel. I thought that was a really cool, you know, lightsaber uh, duel. It reminded me a lot about uh, uh, the duel on Most Far on Episode 3. It really did. Because it had a little bit of that uh, feeling of it. You know, they're on that ledge. You know, the environment is bashing on them. You know, it's good for Zeevil. And the only thing that I think that really would have made the uh, the battle really bare though is if it had a fitting song to it 
I was expecting to hear maybe Duel of the Fates or something like that play, but we didn't hear anything. We we there, there was generally nothing. It was just them fighting and the waves bashing on it. And uh, you know, the, you know the fight's going down. I mean, the fight's going on, and they go into this nerve ramp or nerve ledge. And as they're fighting, uh, we see Leia kind of getting weary and getting very weak. And she used her... From what we could tell, it looked like she used her life force to repel the dark side that was in him. And he feels it. You know, he stops and he drops his lightsaber. And Ray grabs it and in this moment of innocence to where he's just he's he he's just lost of anything he's not even paying attention she stabs him in the gut and that's where he falls and she and princess leia or uh, how you want to call her princess of alderaan that's actually what they call her in the movie uh she passes away and not only does Kylo Ren feel it, Ray feels it too, because she stops and she sheds a tear for it. And you know, Kylo Ren, you know, he's on the ground. You know, he, you know, he's he's looking at his wound that he just got stabbed. And she's realizing, what have I done? You know, I killed her son. I mean, I, I've I've stabbed him. You know, he's dying. And she goes to him. And she force heals his wound, and you know he's in 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 that moment. It felt like he was, you know, you know he was reborn. You know the the dark side had lost its grip on him. You know he absolutely just lost, and you know he regained back to Ben Solo. And you can see it because from I didn't notice that at first. But then a buddy of mine, and I also saw on uh, multiple uh, videos, though, is that his scar that he got in Episode 7 just disappeared. All remains of his dark side disappeared. And she's just, you know, Ray's just absolutely just, she's, she's torn with these emotions. And she takes his TIE fighter and she leaves. And, you know, she... At least for there. And, uh, yeah, she's, she, she leaves for Oct 2, which we later find out, though. And, uh, while that's happening, while she's at Oct 2, Kylo is on the ledge of one of those Death Star things. And he's on the, he's, he's on the edge of it, though. And, you know, we see him just, Wondering what's going to happen now. And we hear a voice. And it's Harrison Ford's voice. And he came back. And a lot of people were very upset about the scene. And I remember, I, I know I've seen a lot of people upset about this. Because they were thinking, oh, he's a Force ghost. No, he's a Force memory. Uh, a lot of stuff like that is actually true. And it's actually canon. It actually makes sense. And, you know, he talks to Kylo about, like, you know, like... You know, like, Ben tries to say, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done. He says, like, I just don't know how to deal with it. And it's very, it's pretty much a one-for-one replica of the scene from episode 7 where he kills, you know, Han Solo. But instead of, you know, twisting lightsaber into 
Han Solo, I mean, Han Solo, he throws it, he throws it into the ocean, and right before he does that, uh, Ben says, Dad, I, and he, he stops himself, and Han Solo says to him, I know, which I, me and my dad immediately picked up, though, which was a homage to uh, episode 5, right before he gets frozen in carbonite, and uh, Prince Leia says, I love you, and he says, I know. And, uh, yeah, he throws his lightsaber away, and he turns around, and it's gone. You know, Han Solo's gone. You know, you just see him just feel relieved that the last remain of the dark side in him is gone. And he, and he just stands there. You know, it's, it's the rebirth of Ben Solo and the death of Kylo Ren. It happens right in front of us. And, you know, we get to Rey Octu. She's burning uh the tie fighter she is exactly doing what ep- what luke did in episode eight he is banishing himself she is banishing himself herself to uh the island and as she grabs the lightsaber or luke's not lightsaber, she tries to throw it into fire and it stops and it turns out that it is luke that uh, grabs the lightsaber and he says such as weapon deserves more uh, respect. You know, she's not... Yeah, she's not shocked. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, she is shocked to see him, but she, she's kind of like, like, what do you want, basically? You know, he says, like... He says, like, I, I know what you just went through. And I know you finally know your past. And Ray is telling her... Ray asks Luke, you know, why didn't you tell me I was a Palpatine? Because like, I, I knew that if I did... You know, you would just, you know, it would absolutely ruin you. You know, you know, you you would be afraid of what you are, though. You know, it's very reminiscent of episode six of Luke find out that you know, you know, he is Darth Vader's son, and you know, it's of Luke asking Ben, you know, why didn't you tell me? He was kind of like, because I knew, because I knew if I told you, you would absolutely hate yourself. And you know, he was. And, you know, Luke says to Ray, you know, I was an idiot for being stuck on the island, which is homage to a episode eight of Ryan Johnson. You know, J.J. Abrams fixing the mistakes that Ryan Johnson did of episode eight, which I'm glad he did. And uh, then we get, we get a really nice scene of uh, Luke and Leia training of lightsabers for, like, this scene absolutely just blew me away because what they... It looked like what they did though is they just took early scenes of Luke and early scenes of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and they just put their faces on it. But it looked really good though. And it, it looked really good. I was really surprised to see it though. Because I was really worried it was going to look CGI or anything. But it looked fantastic. And then we get, uh, we get a little homage to uh, the X-Wing scene from episode 5 of uh, Luke pulling the lightsaber out to allow Rey to leave the island and go kill Palpatine. And, uh, you know, she takes it and she says, okay, I have to do what I have to. I have to do what I have to do to uh, stop him. So she takes the X-Wing and she flies off. And, you know, the rest of them get to, uh, the rest of the crew get back to the Resistance and they start planning out a uh, plan to you know, stop the Emperor's uh, fleet from destroying the galaxy and doing all that. 
And, uh, you know, we... Then we get a scene of C-3PO, you know, basically a, reintroducing himself to r 2 because he just lost his memory. And r 2s like, well, I know you are. And C-3PO's like, no, I don't know you, but, you know, I, I think I would know you if, if I knew. And, you know, not even, like, a minute later, R2 regained, uh, retrieves uh, C-3PO's lost memory and puts him back in him. And it was just kind of like, well, that sacrifice, like, 30 minutes ago, it was all for nothing. It was like, well, it just wasn't really that big of a deal. It was just kind of like, well, that was just, that was weird. So, so you know, they started playing out the, the, the battle of, like, okay, how can we take care of these, uh, the fleet? How can we deal with it? And he said, we don't have enough people. Like, there's, like, there's not enough people to, uh, hold them off. And, uh, Poe was like, if we... You know, if we call out, there will be more people. And, you know, they say, like, we tried that uh, during the Battle Crate, and no one did. And, uh, you know, he basically says, like, uh, basically, like, yeah, at that at that time, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have anyone. No one helped us. But now we do. And I know there will be thousands of people willing to help first. It's like, okay, yeah, we believe you, we believe you. So... They go out to get their fleet ready, and they bring them out to the first part of battle, which is a interesting. It's an interesting scene, to say the least, because it's it's very. It it looks very one-sided because you know they're trying to make the rebellion or the resistance look very strong against this entire fleet, but you know realistically they would have they would have been destroyed maybe seconds after the battle started. And, uh, you know, they try to put up their good fight. And, you know, the first part of the battle is not going well. It's not going well for them. You know, they tried to take out the uh, Relay Tower. Then the communications and the power goes back directly to a command ship. And they try to take that and it doesn't work. And they lose a bunch of pilots. And as all this is happening, Ray gets to the, uh, gets to Palpatine's building or wherever it was. Temple, I, I guess I'm going to call it Temple. And, you know, she tries to talk to him about it. You know, he, you know, he says to her, you know, like, it's finally glad I finally got to see my granddaughter again. You know, like, to see, uh, you know, it's good to see that you can finally take the throne once and for all. But he says, like, you know, like, if you kill me, since you are a Palpatine, I would just take, I would just take over your body. You know, you know, if you kill me, I'm just gonna rule the world. There's nothing you can do to stop. You know, as she's really debating on like what to do, you know, uh, Ben somehow comes back. You know, he comes back in a Tie Fighter, which I re- I'm not gonna question how that happened. I'm, I'm assuming probably probably called it in, like called in like uh, backup, or he uh, found the Tie Fighter remains of the uh, Death Star and used that to get there. I don't know. Like he, he he went to the temple, and he starts finding his way there. And Ray feels it. Ray feels that. Ray feels that he is there. And she, uh, you know, she starts to aim. They do like a little force FaceTime in a way, where uh, you know, like she has two lightsabers, and she puts the one lightsaber behind her back, and uh, he grabs it. He grabs it through force as he's surrounded by the Knights of Ren. And they all look at him like, 
Uh oh, that's not good. And you know they, you know he starts finding his way to the emperor. And uh, as this is happening, you know we get the battle above about the fleeing the uh, resistance, and it's at first it's all of loss, and even Poe is saying that you know he's in his X-wing, he's just admitting that like we've lost. And right before he says it, um, it's basically an Avengers Endgame scene. You know, all the ships come out once, and over thousands, thousands of ships come out with Lando at the at the control of a Millennium Falcon, which is fantastic to see. I, I love that. And we get a little reference, we get a little uh, Easter egg or cameo by uh, Wedge Antilles, who is still alive apparently, <laughs> and uh. You know, the battle starts to turn in their favor and they begin taking off the fleet. You know, Ben arrives at Ray to help to help her take down the Emperor. And as they try to take him out, he takes, you know, the Emperor, he takes the force or he takes the uh, life, I don't know what you call it, the life, life force of uh, both of them to where he can gain stronger and gain more powerful against them and you know they both collapse and they just absolutely fall and as she's on as Ray's on her back you know just absolutely just giving up uh, she starts hearing voices you know she looks up to the stars and she sees starts hearing voices of these past Jedi you know Obi-Wan you know the past you know the older Obi-Wan from the original trilogy you know the new Obi-Wan from Ian McGregor Anakin Mace Windu, Yoda, Luke, uh, Ahsoka Tano. I, I was completely happy about that. I was like, oh, cool, Ahsoka Tano's in this movie. Uh, Kanan, so much more. And she gains the power of all these past Jedi, and all these past Jedi live in her now. She gains the power, and she gains the ability to stand up and turn the Emperor's lightning against him. And, uh, you know, she doesn't kill him. She she uses her his own power against him, and he basically he he kills himself basically, along with this entire temple that is doing that. But at the same time, she uses the last of her force, I mean, uh, life force, to kill him or to turn against him. And you know, she does that. She kills Palpatine, and uh. Along with that, we get a homage to, of all the ships crashing down. And, you know, all of it ends. And we see Ben uh, get up and go to Rey and wonder if she's still alive. And at the time, she doesn't look alive. She looks like she is absolutely, like, dead, dead. And, uh, like, she's not coming back. She's, like, she's not going to be like Darth Maul. Come back in the later series. And, uh, you know, he puts, her hand, he puts his hand on her... I think it was her stomach. And he uses the last of his force or life force to put into her and to allow her to live again. And they look at her and for the first time in the entire series, he's Kylo Ren smiles, which I was kind of like, okay, that's okay. That was kind of fun. That was kind of cool. Thing to and, you know, the Raylo ship, ship, Shippers, you know, you know, they get, you know, they get their moment to shine, you know, they kiss, and as they do, you know, Ben dies. <laughs> you know, he, he he becomes one with the Force, and uh, 
yeah, she, you know, she, she sees him pass away, and she's kind of like, okay, this is, it, it, it was a, it was a shame to see him go, because I really wanted him to survive and be, you know, turn back, but I know that, like, if he was to, it would have to be a sacrifice, so I was fine with that, um, yeah, after that, we get all the homages of, like, all the planets in the Outer Rim, you know, the ships crashing down, everybody wins, everybody's cheering, everybody's happy. And, you know, Ray returns back to Resistance, and they're all happy. But, yeah, she knows what she has to do. She knows that, you know, this is the end. There's no more of that. And so, she takes the Millennium Falcon to the place where it started it all first. And she takes it back to Tatooine. And to the Lars home, which is the place where Luke grew up at, and it all started. And she... Goes to it, she checks out the helm, and she takes Luke and Leia's lightsaber, and she buries them deep, deep in the sand. And uh, you know, as she uh, as she does this, an older lady in this little tattooing camel comes by, and she has like there's been people here in over years, and she asks, "Who are you?" And Ray says, "Ray." But then she looks away in the uh, in the faraway distance, and she sees a a I guess a, a force ghost of Luke and uh, Carrie and uh, Prince Leia, and she says, "Ray, Ray Skywalker," and she takes this little hilt out, which at first we all know what it was, and she activates it, and it turns out to be a yellow lightsaber. And the movie ends with her and BB-8 staring at the the sun sunset of a of a twin suns, and it ends. And that was the end of episode nine. And uh, I uh, I kind of want to go I kind of want to go over it real quick just by what I thought of it. I loved the ending of that. I absolutely thought that was a fitting end to the series. I absolutely thought that was a really good way to end the series that, you know, it all led, it all led up to here. And I was very happy to see it end. I was very happy to see it end. Uh, you know, the only problem, I, this, this wasn't even a problem with the movie. It was really just a problem with me, though. And I guess it was just the fact that I grew up with these films, though, is the only problem I had, though, was that I didn't see a lot of prequel stuff. It, that may just be me. But, you know, it would have been nice. Well, I really wish, I know a lot of people wish this too, and I really wish that, that Anakin or Hank Christian came back as an actual physical form, and we actually saw him. But yeah, I know that, like, it's, you know, he's, it's not a story anymore, it's nothing like that, but I, I would have loved to see him as a Force ghost, or something like that. And they, it looked like they were leaning up to that, but they never did, and I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, I guess really the, the other way that I was kind of happy about was the way that they kind of dealt with Ray being more powerful now and really explained it though and I know a lot of people really didn't like the fact that they explained it like oh yeah she's popping that explains why she's so powerful I I was fine with it though because I know that a lot of people were upset about that because they were like oh that's so predictable you know that's, that's so dumb but at this point you know with it being the last movie and you know with how episode 8 ended 
you know, if Disney had to pull that move, it was basically a Hail Mary for them, though, to do it. If they didn't do that, it was going to be absolutely nothing. They absolutely had nothing to do. I, I, I really want to state uh, uh, the best actors. In my, the, in my opinion, probably the best actors in the film. I know this is just going to be me, though, but I felt like Poe did the, the actors did these fantastic jobs as other roles, which was Poe. He did a fantastic job in this movie, and I was very happy to see that. Chewie, Chewie—I can't remember who really did the the body language of Chewie, but he did that line. He did this that role so well, and I loved it. The scene where Chewie sees, finds out that Leia passed away is such an emotional scene, and you feel for him. You know, it's the last person he knows of the original crew is now gone. You know, he he's feeling for that though. And C-3PO, Anthony Daniels, I feel like he did that. I feel like he did his role perfectly in this movie. C-3PO is pretty, pretty much the, the star of the show. He did so many great uh, jokes in this movie. It was so good. It didn't feel like episode eight, where it's like the jokes were pushed onto you. It, they felt natural. They felt perfect. I, I absolutely loved that. And you know, I, I love all those actors, you know, I know all the actors did a fantastic job, but I feel like those kind of stuck out to me for some reason. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's really crazy, honestly. It's really, it's really crazy to imagine now that this is the end of the series. It's really crazy, because I, you know, I grew up watching Star Wars. You know, I grew up watching... One, two, and three in theaters. Episode three, in my opinion, like when I was little, I saw episode three very young. And I remember being there in theaters thinking this was going to be the last Star Wars film ever. And I was so happy. I was going to be like, I'm, this, this, this is the time to be alive. I was here to see the final ending of episode three, the final film. And then Disney re announced they're doing a Star Wars series. But yeah, I still had that same feeling of episode 9, where I was so happy, at the end, I was so happy that I was able to be here to finally see the ending of a series I had been watching all my life. And to see it end perfectly was fantastic. And I really don't know, like, if they plan on doing, like, like plan on doing anything else with the series, because I know there's definitely... There's definitely a couple questions that I'm just kind of still left wondering, like, okay, like, what about, you know, the Jedi Order? What about the Jedi in the universe? You know, what about the remains of Resistance? You know, what happens to him now? Which, I I feel like they could do that, but I feel like it's best to just leave it be and just leave it alone. You know, it's time for the series for end, and I'm fine with that, though. So, obviously, I've said this multiple times in this podcast, um... In this, in this episode, I love to show. I really do. I I really do think it's the best one out the entire uh, sequel trilogy. I really do. I, I loved it. Um, I'm definitely gonna be giving this this movie a recommendation to anyone who's interested in watching it. And I love it. And uh, yeah. So I think that's it about it for today. Uh, if you guys are interested. In, Check them out. Uh, leave us any suggestions or anything you might be interested in. We had to check them out. So we appreciate you guys for checking out and listening, and we hope to see you guys in the next video.